Welcome to Marketing Technology Unleashed. My name's Larry Goldman. I'm the CEO of Amberleaf. I hope everybody's getting through things safely. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about the crisis very specifically. With us today is Steve Johnson, CEO of SJ Connects, and we're going to be talking about customer communications. Steve, welcome to the show. Larry, thank you very much for having me. Great. Hey, Steve, tell us a little bit about the company and specifically kind of your definition of strategic communications. Well, I basically go about my day saying I'm a strategic communicator, evangelized to make everybody a strategic communicator. Um, As we do break down into three main, main areas of general counsel and coaching, we will develop communications plan and crisis plan architecture And then the third element is execution with a focus on social and media outreach, uh, public relations type stuff that everyone is pretty much known for in terms of connecting and doing uh, media interviews. But the sheen of all of this and something that we've really been pushing for in these last two weeks as everyone has been affected by this COVID-19 crisis is the idea of be thoughtful of what your communications are. What you're communicating is important, but how and why and the mechanisms are actually more important um, as you move forward. And and so that's what we really try and instill with every one of our uh, any, every one of our clients. And and I know that this is a serious issue for our audience. Um, people are extremely concerned about saying the right things, being sensitive, yet they do want to keep their business going. You know. It seemed like every company started off the crisis with, you know, what I call the letter. You know, everybody got a letter out to their customer base, trying to explain to them what they're doing during this time. Steve, what was your impression? How how effective were those letters? Letters, and what do you think? You know, was the of the objective of those letters? I think that the letters in general are pretty darn effective. The bottom line of, of getting that letter out is the letter is usually the first impression an organization makes in the net impression, the entire arc of its communications, especially during crisis um, or during issues management. And when I looked at those letters and we got in, we just were inundated with these things. Um, You can't, as an organization, worry about, well, are they going to be upset that we sent them a letter because of all the other letters they got? You can't think that way first. The first way you have to think strategically is, what do we need to do? Should we be sending out a letter? And if so, what should that letter say to our audience? And how broadly do we go? Everyone's got a lot of different audiences out there, Larry. You've got a number of different um, uh, uh, groupings that you can have. How far does it go? Um, and how does it, how, how might it affect them? And the, the idea that, that a small mom and pop store may not have to send something out um, was kind of belied in this situation. Never before we have had it where all these businesses might be affected. A coffee shop, a single standalone coffee shop is going to send a letter out. And I would counsel them to because their audience is wanting to know what what are you doing? Is it safe to go to your place? How are you managing this? Please tell me that you're taking some actions that it's it's okay to stop by or to order food from you or that your your staff is doing okay or that you're thinking about them. I mean, Larry, I, I, Larry, I'm thinking about from your perspective, even if you didn't send a letter out 
externally, you probably had good communications internally. But my guess is you probably said something to your clients about, hey, we're low touch, so we're still going to be up and running for a while. Oh, you're exactly right. And that is something we did. We did reach out and, you know, we're lucky enough uh, as a smaller company that we can reach out very personally over the phone or over a, a weekly status call that we can explain to our project sponsors and clients how we're handling this and and, and how we're going to be able to continue to help them. And and you're right. It, it is something that every company. And that's exactly, that's exactly what we, what we were counseling with what these letters are. I mean, and you notice you, the letters haven't stopped. You're still getting updates every week or, or it's been maybe a week or maybe it was a few days, especially the larger the organization. I mean, the American Airlines um, communications channel is pretty, pretty full, especially because of an airline, what they're going through. But that's, you've got to be able to make some kind of an expression. I, I wrote a letter or wrote a, an article with a, a colleague of mine, Ron Culp, for the Institute of Public Relations. We got it published last week where we basically highlighted how a friend of mine who owns a distillery uh, said, hey, they don't need to know what this distillery in a back alley is doing to try and save the world. Um, and I understood his strategy at that time. But at the same at the same point, He's answering questions constantly right now about, hey, are you going to switch over to make hand sanitizer? Or can we pick up, you know, can we still buy your booze at, on site? Are you doing delivery to the street? I think he might have missed how close of a relationship and how meaningful that in that communications is. Someone else said to me the other day, I'm trying to figure out, is my yoga class going to be online and where? So because of the nature of this beast, it doesn't matter your technical and your your hard your hardware or the software or the systems that you're using. In this situation, it's how are you using it and and how are you using that mechanism to connect with your audiences, let them know what's going on. And something that I'm sure you use a lot, Larry, in these kinds of situations, if you find yourselves, is the use of empathy. And the first thing you want to be expressing is. This is a hard time for everyone. We hope that everyone is making it through. You started this podcast off with an empathetic gesture because we need that in times of crises and when there are issues at hand. And, and you know, that is interesting. And, um, you know, some of these letters, though, you know, they do talk about how they're uh, handling the situation. These letters do make a lot of promises, though. What happens when that promise is, you know, doesn't come to fruition. You know, my personal experience is I, I've gotten three or four letters from Bank of America, but I actually can't get an appointment for the next three and a half weeks. What, how, how does that work when <laughs> the promise of the letter doesn't actually happen? Yeah, you know, there's there's things in there. There are four elements in issues and crisis response that, that we talk about all of your communications need to have. And depending on the mechanism you're using, if it's a video that you're shooting out, is it a letter? Is it a, is it a social media update? Um, are you doing a webcast uh, so you can get something live? It'll, these little elements will vary. You need empathy. You need to demonstrate your actions. You need to show cooperative efforts, meaning how are you working with other entities being governed, government or otherwise. And you have to show resolve. And the, we're going to get through this. So we're going to keep going until things are right. Um, and that's part of what you're talking about right there. How are you taking the actions and staying with it 
until things are right. And I think you have to be able to have language in there that's couched to be able to say, you know, we are going to be overwhelmed and there are things that are shifting day to day and we're going to work our hardest to get to you as quickly as possible. You've got to live, give yourself some, some wiggle room uh, and you have to put some trust in the audiences that they understand this is not normal situations and that things are going to be a little bit more rough. But what are the mechanisms you're doing? You know, do you have a leave a message for callback or we guarantee at least reconnecting with you in 24 hours, even if it's not for the full conversation, we'll at least recognize that you're out there and that you've reached out to us. You need to have those particular um, elements as part of it. And that's one of the things that that letter and subsequent letters is really supposed to be showing. What are the actions you're taking? Show me that you're not just sitting back and waiting for us to call and pull you into um, into action. You, know, you mentioned, um, you know, American Airlines. Is there any other company that's really impressed you from a communication standpoint, you know, during this time? Any, anybody else that really sticks out to you? Yeah, I mean, I think that there are a couple of them. First of all, the, the larger scale organizations, just because they've got, um, they've got critical mass to be able to keep people focused only on those communications elements, um, I think are doing a good job. Marriott has been fantastic. And Marriott is going through some things that um, are as devastating as you could think of when you think about the thousands of people going on furlough. So they're balancing some absolutely insane internal communications that are actually more severe than their than the externals. Um, and I think their CEO has struck the right tone. If you've seen any of the videos that he's posted, he's using the right mechanisms um, akin to who your audience is for this podcast, what CMOs are looking for, um, the gravitas of the C-suite, while also being able to leverage it in the different channels, being able to share that content through different technological mechanisms. They are doing a fantastic job. And I will call out a small mom and pop store here in the suburbs of Chicago, Evanston. Um, Diana Heyman, who owns The Wine Goddess, uh, has done amazing, an amazing job of communications. And it's not just their, her frequency or her battle rhythm. It's the language she's using, this out, uh, using empathy. Um, it doesn't matter how much technology you've got at your at your fingertips, if your content lays flat and you are not leveraging, especially in this time, this empathy. Again, how and why you're leveraging it because the what's going to change. Her what seven months ago was that a Binnie's was moving in nearby and she's a mom and pop store. She's got a different what to deal with, but her empathy, the how and why she's leveraging it is the same. And she, if I could read this um, for you, her, she had a, a line in her initial email that said, Quote, I'd just like to point out, uh, just like to put into the ether that I'm re-upping my quest to be kind, as I have no idea the battle you're facing or the, the anxieties or personal heightened risk factors that may or may not be visible for you, or certainly the ones that are. And I, I noted that and I said, that's not really a line you're going to get from United Airlines. And I don't think you should. There's a different relationship that we have with that mom and pop wine store than with Target. And that, and that makes a lot of sense too. And especially when we think of companies like the wine goddess uh, or even Marriott, you know, at the end of the day, you know, there is the empathy. There is making sure people know you care. Probably the best thing these companies can do though, 
and probably what they want to do is stay in business. Mm-hmm. How do you sell during, you know, this point in time? You've got to, you know, do you keep your email marketing streams going on full tilt? Your social streams on full. How do you balance the need to make money at the same time recognizing what we're going through? You have to understand what your your you have to figure out what your audiences are, what your brand is about. Um, there are some brands that are going to say, you know, hey, it's tough out there, but you need games. There's a there's a bookstore in Evanston that basically finished out its letters by saying you need fun and diversion and uplift. We've got those for you: puzzles and games and flashcards. Um, you might still be able to get away with something funny if you're Old Spice, because Old Spice's brand is about these goofy advertisements and the idea they might be able to say your your family still doesn't want to smell you at home and you know have the half man half horse saying something. You can still get away with that. There is still room for those kinds of things. But if you sit there and try to sell your brand yourself by saying, hey, now's the time to become a stronger leader because leaders are falling left and right and there's going to be a void like we did see with one leadership communications organization, now you're a war profiteer. So you've got to make the right balance. Ford Motor Company has shifted all of its advertising to talk about how it's shifting its operations to be able to help out in this time. There are organizations right now that are pitching their media. Um, their media pitch right now is about what are things to be able to crafts, arts and crafts to do at home. And they're an arts and crafts center. You got to fit the time. If you come across as nose deaf, tone deaf, eye deaf, then you are, you are missing out. But that doesn't mean there are opportunities. And, and Larry, something you and I talked about beforehand in terms of, how does this lead to recovery? If you are lucky enough to still be doing r- wonderful business whenever this ends, um, how are you setting yourself up so that you have business continuation? Part of that comes with these things like the letter and the ongoing communication and the tone you take. I mentioned before that idea of the net impression. It's the general collection of signals that we get, visual, vocal, and verbal. The letter is the first impression of that net impression. But that net impression sets you up for a platform for recovery. What what were you like in the hard times? How did you address me in the hard times? What were you doing for me? You mentioned Bank of America. I just saw posts about they're starting to do some mortgage relief actions. What were you doing for me during this time so that business continuity can can, can pick back up on the other end? You know that that is a I think that is a tricky thing that all of our clients and and this audience are trying to you know strike that right balance of the acknowledgement and hey we're also trying to keep our business alive here while we can um, yeah you know I mean we've got and you got to find you got to find that I mean everyone is di- everyone's what is different and that's why I'm I'm as a counselor we never prescribed here are the hard and fast rules we'll say here are the best practices here are the things that work. If you need me, I'll sit with you and your comms folks, because sometimes you need that third party perspective to be able to say, here are the things that are going to work right now. Hold off on these. Prioritize what your your objectives are, your business objectives, so you can figure out what your communications objectives are. And then you can get to the tactical elements of what mechanisms are we using? What are the technologies that we have? What are the bandwidth that we need? Um, Do we need to bring in 
more hardware to be able to go off further. I mean, right now there's this cloud of, okay, is bandwidth going to hold out because everyone who has the ability is at home sucking up all their Wi-Fi. How are you going to be able to connect with those folks? Yeah, those are those are some serious issues and 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 things that everybody's thinking about right now. Maybe thinking a little bit a little bit more positively. You know, we will get through this clearly. You know, I, I'm not exactly sure when, but we will get through this. We will get over this. We will figure this all out. Um, and though the the virus and and the medical issues may start to flatten or hopefully go away, even. Um, we still might be in a tough economy. How do things change when we move from crisis to a tough business environment? You know, what, what, what does that transition look like? Well, again, it all has to start with, you, you start with business first. I mean, I, I would love for everything to start with communications, um, but communications is a shared service. Uh, we want to be at the table when decisions are being made so we can offer up our counsel. But you got to think about it from a business operation first. And then how are we communicating the business decisions we made both internally and externally? And when you do go out um, of that meeting room, and, and again, you got to align things internally first. If you don't have your employees, your staff, your line, your um, your owner operators all on the same page with how you're talking about moving forward so that the customer base is hearing the same thing, you're losing out. You're going to absolutely lose out. Um, but the, the main thing is going to be you've got a plan. You want to move forward. Get everyone in line there first with what that what that is and make sure you have some granularity to what it looks like, because we can't talk in big platitudes. Um, we, I was watching one of the uh, one of the CEOs. I'm not going to name the company um, earlier this week, and all they did was talk about we're going to keep moving in the right direction. We're going to bring you and make sure you're satisfied. We're going to make you whole X, Y, and Z. And not once did I hear anything specific about what that sounds like. I'm not going to hear in the net for the next two months. We're going to um, alleviate mortgages that, uh, for people earning less than $100,000 a year. That's something specific. Hearing specificity from a communication standpoint is going to be critical. So whatever your business steps are going to be, you got to start spe- you got to start writing out and communicating the specifics of what that looks like so people can paint a picture in their head of what that way forward is, how they may or may not be able to benefit or take advantage. Um, and they have less work to do to figure out how they can continue using your product or engaging with you as a service. And that's going to be a critical element out of the gate. Well, Steve, I really appreciate it. Uh, this, these are unprecedented times. Uh, this is a new way of looking at the world. Uh, for some people, it's a whole new way of working. Um, I, I think uh, the kinds of things we've talked about here today will be of uh, uh, of extreme value to the audience. And uh, I really appreciate you giving your perspective today. Larry, I, first of all, thanks for having, having me on. Um, thanks for uh, bringing this kind of the communications element to go in with maybe more of the technical, uh, technical stuff here. And, you know, it's just important. The what's going to, we're going to have a different issue or crisis 
down the line, either as a collective or individually organizations will. It's the strategic thinking behind it, how and why you're communicating in one way or another. That's what's going to help you find success. Thanks again, Steve. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, Larry. Cheers.